There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the first Clash of the Titles Fanuary of the Year, the podcast that this January takes two movies with something in common picked by fans of the show and puts them in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious this week in the red corner. If it bleeds, we can kill it. But not before it picks off an entire unit of highly trained commandos in the South American rainforest from 1987 while being hunted by Predator. Barley in the blue corner. If it bleeds, we can kill it. But not before it takes out some Native Americans and some pesky trappers in the Old West from 2022. It turns out we're prey. Fuckers. Come on in. All painless is waiting. I saw what left those tracks. Okay. I couldn't see it until it was covered in blood, but it looked like, like a moot beats. You saw a monster from a children's story? It Stop! Enough! <laughs> so it's a predator punch-up for our first fanuary, but which film will be victorious? Let's find out. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Hello, Clash Butters. This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. Alex, <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> Look at that! Oh my Look god. at that! Oh my god! <laughs> Can you see the outline? There's something there. You, you've been pushing too many pencils. <laughs> the trouble is, because I only watched it last night. Your arm looks ridiculous now. <laughs> like I don't, I don't. Honestly, listener, she's pointing at Alex just for the record. <laughs> I don't give a shit about muscles, obviously, but I, your arm looks really useless. That's rude. <laughs> What know. about Mark? <laughs> about Mark's muscles? Yeah. I'm not sure he possesses any. He does. <laughs> does he? Yeah. You've seen them. I haven't. Yeah, do. <laughs> he was the entertainment. I've told you. Look, the reason I don't have big um, upper body strength or def- definition in uh, musculature uh-huh. is because of my dense bones. I know. So I can't do push-ups. Otherwise, um, <laughs> Otherwise yeah, I'd be freaking ripped. <laughs> totally ripped. Um, Happy New Year. Merry New Year. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year. We are recording this just before Christmas, I, I will say. So if we seem a little... Loose. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Apologies. Uh, so this is our first Fanuary special. We had, and I mean this literally, because I hate it when people say literally and don't mean literally, literally hundreds of class suggestions from you guys. Thank you very much to everyone who has suggested a clash for Fanuary and probably Febru Fanny as well. There's some real doozies in there. But Chris, who do we have to thank for our first Fanuary clash of Predator vs. Prey? Not one, not two, not three. 
But four listeners suggested this pairing. Uh, Nick Shelton, Darren Scharf, Darius Kenning and David Parkin all wanted a bit of Predator and Prey. Legends, yeah. every single one of you, because we've held off doing Predator. We talked about doing Predator way back when we started mm. the show and it was like, this was before Prey was even a thing. Mm. And we were like, well, what do you pair it with? Predator 2 is, I love it, but it's not as good. Predator, the Predator. So absolutely well worth waiting for this pairing because this is a freaking fight. So the clue Vicky gave on last week's show was? When the hunter becomes the hunted. Great. Uh, and unfortunately, because we're recording before Christmas, uh, we can't shout out the winner, but you will be acknowledged on our Twitter at ClashPod. We're also on Instagram and TikTok at ClashPod as well. If you're in the business for a little extra Clash 2, completely free of charge, why not check out our YouTube channel for some lovely videos of the show with some of the best bits of clashing from the last few years. Connection section, are we doing it? Uh, yeah, I haven't. I, I did it at the very last minute. It's going to happen on Thursday, uh, naturally, I think, isn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah, that's all, fair. All yeah. the callbacks. Yeah. On Thursday, Chris will be tomahawking his wares in the shape of prey, which means today I'll largely be discussing the relationship of Mac and Blaine as I present to you (laughs) Predator. Let me take you on a journey. Mac and Blaine are in love, but the archaic 1980s US Army regulations have forced them to hide their affection for one another. If anything, Blaine is overcompensating, using homophobic slurs, shoving his mouth full of chewing tobacco and wobbling on about being a sexual Tyrannosaurus. But enough is enough. And on their way to a simple rescue mission in the South American rainforest, they decide to tell their boss Dutch about their relationship, how they don't want to leave the army. And indeed, their love blossomed when their whole platoon, 32 men, were chopped into meat. We walk out, just you and me, nobody else. Right on top, huh? Not a scratch. Not a fucking scratch. But they can't go on lying to their friends Billy, Poncho and Hawkins. However, when an alien hunter derails their plans, killing Blaine, Mac vows revenge using the words of Little Richard, the song they planned for their first dance, I'm going to have me some fun. Welcome to the most powerful love story of the 20th century. <laughs> Clash is for your consideration. Predator. I'm, I'm just trying to imagine the two of them making love. <laughs> okay. It would cause a tornado. Oh, we're going to get into it because I it's tell you what, Max, Max, look, when Poncho talks about Blaine's sore ass, he is not happy in that <laughs> chopper. He is not happy. No one talks about Blaine's sore ass apart from him. So I've seen this movie countless times. I do remember first, the first time it was on in my house, my dad was watching it and I walked in. He was like, you can't see this. It's too scary. And I was like, that's bullshit. I've seen aliens. <laughs> So, fine. so I didn't see it for another couple of years. I was about eight then, and I saw it when I was about ten. So he sent you out of the room, and he you complied. You yeah. didn't turn it off. Yeah, I was, I, I, was, I was like, "That's fucking bullshit, mate." Dad, mate, <laughs> friend. Yeah. So, uh, but since then, I've watched it six, seven, eight times, countless times. You? I've seen it once, uh, and I it was in that flat in Lewisham, uh, New Cross, rather. Mm. I don't know if you showed it to me. I don't know if Mark showed it to me. It might have been you, because when I mentioned, I said to Mark, do you want to sit down and watch Predator? He was like, fuck no. So maybe he was. Really? Yeah, he was really, really snobby about it, which did take me by surprise. Wow. And then he's like, oh, what, you haven't seen it before? I was like, yeah, I have. You showed it me. And he's like, I don't think so. So I was like, well, it must have been you. That was me. Yeah. Yeah, But I was really frightened of it. It terrified me. So I've never wanted to watch it again. Was that because of the hallucinogens that you took? Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it, it will do that. Yeah, I, just, I, just, I just have a panic attack every time I think about this. I can't tell you what it is. Well, I can describe what it is, but it makes no sense. What scared me about Predator, and obviously it's the thing, it's a relentless, it's got no reason, it's a hunter, you know, there's no morality to it, all the usual stuff. Mm. It's the hair. And for some reason, seeing a monster with hair like that, just I found it terrifying. Because no, I think maybe all the monsters I've seen previously have just been sort of hairless, skinless things like an alien. Yeah. And then there was this hairy beast thing and it what frightened about, me. What about a werewolf? Yeah, but that's like an animal, isn't it? This is like a man. This is like a real thing. So I just I just found it terrifying. Like I said, I can't explain it, but there we go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, two things, not real. Uh, and B, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Uh, this is one that I heard about on the playground for years before I actually saw it. As you know, I was a scaredy cat and I didn't watch horror films. Um, but it, this is similar to actually what 
Dan Kratzenberg, the actor, the director of Prey, his experience, which I'll go into on Thursday. But then um, I played the video game before I saw the movie. The video game on the Amstrad CPC 464, mm. aimed squarely at children this <laughs> before I saw the 18 rated film. Um, and then a friend of the family recorded it off Sky so I could watch it when I was about 14. And they put labels on the video to tell my parents how violent it was right. <laughs> to warn my parents. <laughs> it's really unbelievable. <laughs> but by that point, my parents were cool with it. So I, that's how I watched it. And it, it didn't live up to what I'd imagined in my mind. Mm. That's always the way. Always the way. Yeah. Always the way. And while I enjoyed it, it didn't become sort of the firm favourite that films like Terminator and Alien became for me. Ooh. Which means it's a bit more jeopardy this week for me, I okay. think. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. So it was uh, the first script written on spec by brothers Jim and John Thomas. Have you read it? I I started reading it. I didn't get very far, but it's quite good. I read it years ago, yeah. It's it's very, very similar. He's Schaefer, isn't he? Dutch is Schaefer in that. Yeah, Alan Dutch Schaefer, but he is Alan Dutch Schaefer in this. Okay. Yeah. And it was, uh, we've we've covered one of their movies, um, Executive Decision. They wrote that as well. Oh, God, really? The movie that you... Couldn't believe Steven Seagal died thought, at thirty five thousand feet when his plane disintegrated, and was surprised yeah. that he never popped back up. What else? Yeah, I was like, what, where, where is he gone? <laughs> yeah. He's clearly is he, survived. Is he the president? <laughs> That's what yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, they also wrote uh, Mission to Mars, uh, which we should do at some point with Red Planet, yeah. yeah, because they're both equally bad. So it's a fair fight. It just means we have to watch them yeah. both. That's the trouble. <laughs> So the weird thing is, they got this idea uh, from a joke that was circulating in Hollywood shortly after Rocky Four came out, that Rocky would run out now. After fighting Ivan Drago, he'd run out of human opponents, so his next opponent was going to have to be an alien. And they heard, this, they heard this joke, and they were like, actually, there's an idea All in right there. <laughs> so they wrote the script, and initially it was called Hunter, uh, about a group of aliens of different species hunting a bunch of soldiers. Uh, it finds its way to Joel Silver, who uh, just had a hit with Arnie and Commando, and having slaughtered over 300 heavily armed men in that film's climax, Silver realised, a bit like the joke that set the whole thing off, that Arnie needed a very tough ombre to take on next. So he buys the script, has the Thomas Brothers rewrite it to just one alien hunter uh, with some additional script work done by David Peoples, Blade Runner fame. So Arnie uh, takes some credit for the revamped script as well, because he's Arnie. Jesus um, Christ. Predator was one of the scripts I read and it bothered me in one way. It was just me and the alien. So we redid the whole thing. So it was a team of commandos. And then I liked the idea. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, they hired John McTin, and so I didn't realise this is sort of <clears throat> excuse me. This is his first big movie. I'd sort of yeah. by the time I saw it, I was like, yeah, John McTin, mm. and um, and this is this is the one that sort of set me on his way. Have you seen Nomads? He'd done Nomads with Pierce Brosnan before. It's some low budget horror movie which I haven't seen. Yeah, I, yeah, I talked about it on the Die Hard episode because it climaxes with a character being thrown off the top of a building, and you watch them fall. Cool, exactly like Die Hard does. <laughs> and so it was, I was amazed. Just the effects are better in Die Hard, but yeah, it's very weird, Nomad. But what an amazing year he had! Mm. Predator and Die Hard. Mm. Jesus, yeah. How influential is that? Yeah, I mean, in terms of that, the genre, there's no, there's barely two more influential films, I would say. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it was Arnie who I, I think had the final say. I mean, Joel Silver was like, I like McTiernan. And Arnie says, uh, we felt he could create the kind of atmosphere with so little money. He must be very talented. Predator would need suspense from the moment the characters arrive in the jungle. We wanted the viewer to feel scared without the Predator around, just from the mists, the camera movements. The way things came towards who's you. you. Who's, I who's that you you're doing? Stop, stop <laughs> now, who, no, who is that? That's my serious voice. But who is that he's doing? Oh, it's gonna... I think you're, you're brilliant, just short bursts. Yep, yeah. Sure. All right, okay. cool. That's my norm. Who's, All right. who's he doing? <laughs> I honestly love it, but just let's keep it to maybe a sentence max. Okay. Easy, fine. Mariah. <laughs> Seriously, what is going on with her at the moment? She puts a nice frock on and everything changes. <laughs> yeah, I've come into my power. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's got a bit crimped. Shut oh, up, Alex. That, no, no. I don't want to wear headphones today. It'll mess my hair up. Is that my voice? <laughs> no, that's Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, McTiernan uh, famously lost twenty-five pounds uh, while he was uh, shooting this movie on a bet. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that much. <laughs> he, he refused to eat any food in Mexico where they shot this, uh, and uh, the rest of the cast and crew. I just I want to say this suffered from Montezuma's Revenge. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd never heard this term before. Mm. No. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, let's talk about the original look of the Predator because you, mm. don't, like, you don't like the hair. I, I like the hair because it scares me. It's, oh, not, okay. it's not bad. It's terrifying. So it was totally different to begin with. Um, Unbelievable. It was meant to be this agile alien hunter that was going to sort of leap around and use martial arts skills, not okay. a big tribal warrior that we got. And it was designed by a man named Steve Johnson who speaks very candidly. Uh, you can find loads of videos of him talking about this on YouTube. He says he told them it wouldn't fucking work. <laughs> Arnie describes it as it looked like a guy in a lizard suit with the head of a duck. Uh, <laughs> and what the photos are online. You've yeah, looked you looked at the photos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like Splinter. It's terrible. It's it looks just, like cross between Jar Jar and Splinter. I just don't know what that. It looks like half a head. It doesn't look like a whole head. It looks like just the top half of a head. But, but I, they, they still wanted it to be to have the invisibility thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it was more in keeping though with the script, where there's like I think at the climax, Schaefer um, towers over the Predator, mm. whereas the climax of this version, this iteration, the Predator towers over. Dutch, mm. yes, which is better, of course, of course, yeah. Um, famously, it was Jean Claude Van Damme who was cast as the monster. Uh, Van Damme said about his casting. This was a, an interview a couple of years later. He said he was told by Joel Silver when he cast him. They said I would be in a tight leotard with half human, half animal makeup on my face. So Van Damme actually thinks this is a big break. He thinks he's going to be seen on screen with the biggest movie star in the world, Arnold Schwarzenegger, going toe to toe, showing off his martial arts skills. And um, that's, what, that's what he looks like, Vicky. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. That is Van Damme. I'm just showing Vicky. We'll put oh, it on the Twitter. It's not too bad. Yeah, but that's that's the, the the costume with the actual makeup on. Yeah, the large percent of the time. So this is what Steve Johnson, the guy who built the suit, says. Uh, he basically says it does look like a dead rat, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Steve Johnson explains, uh, he go, he, Van Damme goes for a fitting and they put him in this red version of the monster suit, which they were going to basically key out because against yeah. the green of the jungle, it had to be red, opposite ends of the colour spectrum. So that's how they were going to key it out. And Van Damme's like, why Why is it red? What's what's going on? And Steve Johnson explains it so they can key it out because the monster is invisible. Yeah. Van Damme didn't even know he was going to be invisible for oh. 80% of the movie. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> But he's still game. Uh, so they go down to the Mexican jungle uh, where they're filming. Uh, you can see the test shots of Van Damme in this red suit running around. It does not look good. McTiernan describes it as exactly what we were trying not to have. <laughs> can you imagine that? You get there, everyone's there, you're spending the money and it, it doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. McTiernan says he did two shots and then I sent it back to the studio saying, you really don't want us to continue with this, do you? And they looked at it and said, no, stop. Um as well as the suit not looking good, Arnie says, also Jean-Claude Van Damme, who was playing the Predator, was a relentless complainer. He's just jealous. I mean, I think this comes from the fact that Van Damme uh, constantly passed out because of the heat of the suit and was like, I'm passing out um, a yeah, lot. That makes me feel so Stop complaining, <laughs> Jean-Claude. I'm not passing out. <laughs> also, he was probably kicking people. Yeah. We, we know that he just kicks people when he's on film sets back in the, in that era. Yeah. Uh, he, Van Damme says, uh, they wanted me to do this jump uh, uh, in the suit. And he said, it's impossible from that height. I know my limitations. I'll break my legs. And according to the story, uh, they went, all right, fine, we'll get a stuntman to do it. And the stuntman did the jump and broke his legs. Jesus. So Van Damme was right. At least mm. that's how Van Damme tells him. Okay. So, uh, Van Damme's not happy. The monster's not working. Production is shut down. They're given a bit more money, which means McTiernan can go to legend Stan Winston and ask him to make a better suit. So, that's how we get. Stan Winston creates this, but do you know the face? This iconic predator face. The face, like, the, it's just like the mandibles. Mm-hmm. James Cameron. He made it? No, he suggested it. He was oh, right. with Stan Winston on a plane to Japan and yeah. Stan Winston was sketching mm-hmm. and he was like, what, what do you think, what do you think? And James Cameron said, according to Stan Winston, you know, I always wanted to see something with mandibles mm-hmm. and that's how Stan Winston came up with the mandibles. Thank so we much. actually have yeah. James Cameron to thank for not mm. just the Queen Alien in Aliens, the greatest oh, alien yeah. movie, but yeah. also the look of the Predator. He's a clever man. But dude. the hair you speak of, Vicky, yes. that was inspired by a painting of a Rastafarian warrior on Joel Silver's wall. Wow! Mm. That's amazing. Mm. I I mean, this is the thing. I'm a little bit fixated on the hair because it makes it seem more like a real person. It's because aliens are scary, but aliens are, you know, not real. And alien... It, that is a scary beast kind of thing. But your brain just sort of goes, oh, that's just so far, so far away, so otherworldly. And the fact that the Predator is in our world is obviously a big deal, but it just almost looked like it could fit in. That's yeah. the bit that's getting... Understood. Mm-hmm. It, it, what is this? Yeah. Van Damme's gone now. They don't need him anymore. He's not right for the big suit. Uh, they get uh, 
Kevin Peter Hall, uh, so Van Damme's 5'9", Kevin Peter Hall, 7'2". He just done Harry in Bigfoot and the Hendersons, and so he provides, like you were saying, much more of a threat to Arnie. Uh, Hall says uh, it wasn't a movie, it was a survival story. Uh, he said the scene where the Predator chases Dutch into the water, the water was foul, stagnant, and full of leeches. He Ugh. couldn't see out of the mask and had to rehearse his scenes with it off and then memorise where everything was. Otherwise he would drown. out blind. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, clearly he hadn't got Arnie's memo about not being a serial complainer. <laughs> Not bad news for Van Damme, though. Uh, so he tells this uh, fascinating story that he had a meeting with uh, the famous uh, Menahem Golan of uh, Canon Films. And he heard that Van Damme was in Predator, didn't know he'd been cut, didn't know even when he was going to be in it that he was hidden as an alien. Mm-hmm. He thought, shit, this Van Damme guy's in Predator. That's just been a huge hit because he hadn't seen Predator. And so he thinks that everyone is going to know Van Damme. And so he casts him in Bloodsport because awesome. Van Damme wasn't in Predator. <laughs> I think there's some story about him basically kicking him in the head or doing that thing where he puts it, he kicks goes to kick him and puts his foot like a centimetre away from his head uh-huh. yeah. and that's how he got cast uh-huh. mad big hit though 100 million on an 18 million dollar budget 12th biggest movie of 1987 anyone want to guess one of the top three movies in 1987 87 Crocodile Dundee nope Mm. Three Men and a Baby. Yes, number one. Oh, well Correct. Done. Good, he's good, isn't he? Mm, he's he's really good. good at this. Yeah, Three Men and a Baby was the highest grossing movie of 1987, followed by Fatal Attraction. Platoon. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Mm. Mm. Right then, let's take a short break and then we'll get into Predator. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So, we start with Predator arriving on Earth, and then we get that fucking phenomenal Alan Silvestri score. <laughs> it's so good. Very, very good. It's just, exceptional. It's just, and yeah, obviously, he just done the score for your favourite movie of all time, Back to the Future. This was the one after. <laughs> I was going to say Commando. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It gives me goosebumps. That whole scene where the choppers are landing on that beach. Yeah, it's it's just, I mean, you know, I've, I think we've talked about this on the show before. I just get the... I get, a real buzz from seeing actual military hardware like, yeah. do like close up next to each other. It's great. And out of that chopper, who steps? Men. Just some mean sons of bitches. Real fucking men. <laughs> Not like us. Not like us. <laughs> actual men. They are, yeah, they're men, men. That, that intro of uh, Dutch, Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh! puffing on the cigar. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, this, this made me laugh. Here's a quote from Jim Thomas, one of the screenwriters. He said, I remember Arnold, he was actually very serious. He wanted to know about this character that he was going to be playing. And we told him, you've just done a movie, Commando, which we really liked. It was a lot of fun. But when you are first introduced, um, he's carrying a tree over his shoulder and has a chainsaw in his hand. That's a cartoon character. Here, you'll be playing more like an everyman. (laughs) (laughs) What? 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 (laughs) Yeah. Every man who steps out of a chopper with a cigar. Yeah. And, oh, my God. So, uh, let's uh, let's do the team. Let's meet the team. Uh, Arnie is Dutch. Bill Duke is Mac. Richard Chavez is Poncho. Jesse Ventura is Blaine. Sonny Landham is Billy. And Shane Black is Hawkins. So, do you... I didn't know this. Do you know the story of why Shane Black is in this? No, I don't. 
So this is from uh, John Davis, one of the producers. Um, Shane was a really great writer who'd just written this great script called Lethal Weapon. We wanted him to do a rewrite on the Predator script, so we put him in the movie because he's an actor. And when we got him down there, we asked him to do a rewrite, and he said no, because he was an actor in this movie, not a writer. So he was the first person we killed. Yeah, I don't, I don't want two monies. OK, no problem. Uh, so the general has a job for Dutch. <laughs> Dutch is like, why don't you use the regular army? Because <laughs> that's a that's a military term, regular <laughs> army. <laughs> what's uh, what, what, what's your what's your special unit skills? Oh no, no, just regular skills. <laughs> we're just we're in the we're in the regular army. <laughs> uh, Arnie's men are a rescue team, yeah, not assassins. That's right. Something that's going to be proved wrong inside yeah. fifteen minutes. <laughs> They're not brilliant at rescuing. No. I think if you want your hostage alive, don't blow everything up. Never never trust a man dry shaving with a bick. No, the lunatic. So, yeah, let's meet the final manly man, Dylan, played by Carl Weathers, who said he worked out in secret. They all worked out together, but he worked out in secret when none of the other men were around. Yeah. Because he then told them that his physique was natural. He didn't work out. He was just born that way. (laughs) So we know something shady's going on because of that look that Dylan and the general give each other. And we're off. Blast a little Richard and we're meeting the team properly and learning what each of their things, things is. <laughs> yeah. You've already mentioned Mac likes to shave and loves Blaine. <laughs> Blaine enjoys chewing tobacco and making homophobic slurs to hide his own love for Mac. Hawkins likes telling Billy jokes specifically about pussy. Billy... A man of few words. Poncho, I don't know, he doesn't really have a thing, yeah. which is why he's the least memorable of the team. I find it hard to keep up with where he is. Well, he's, his thing is being Native American. He's no, that's sort of, Billy. Oh, sorry. That's Billy Poncho. Poncho. Yeah, he doesn't have a thing. Yeah, he doesn't have a thing. Yeah. Uh, but Poncho does say, strap this on your sore ass, Blaine. And that's when Mac looks at him. If you yeah. watch it again now, he's staring. He's like, what the fuck did you just wow. say to Who Blaine? My boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> it's honesty. Like, I've watched this movie countless times, as I said, and I've always gone, those two are really good friends. It's all in here. They are lovers. I I never thought otherwise. (laughs) Of course I didn't. Because eventually he's like, he was my friend. And you're like, was he? He wasn't your friend. Mm. So if he wasn't your friend, where does this depth of feeling come from? That's that's the final, final clue. And when we get to that, I'll tell you why that is so obviously the clue. It's 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 Arnie's reaction. So I, I do love this scene, though. What an efficient way of introducing your team and all their things. Of course. So, this is the section I'm calling <laughs> the mystery. Now, they find a downed helicopter. Twelve gorillas took two men, but something else. Six men wearing US Army issue boots trailing the gorillas. Uh, I do like it where Dylan says uh, to Dutch, uh, You picked up the trail yet? And Dutch looks at him like he's the stu- it's the stupidest question he's ever heard and goes, Billy's on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's such an efficient way of going, Billy is shit hot. Yes. Yeah. And, and, he, he, and he really is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's right. He is. Uh, Some of the time. He's, he's, is he a bit useless? Apart from <laughs> saying, we're all going to die? The, the the motivational speech that he, he gives Poncho is, yeah. is bewildering. It's not ideal, <laughs> I think, in a life or death situation. So uh, I love it when uh, we see the skinned bodies. Oh, man, it scared the shit out of me. Mm. The effects work like that is is brilliant. Mm. Like it, it might even be better than Prey, even though there's like however many years in it, mm-hmm. nearly 40 years. Um, and, and I think you can say that about the whole film. It, very little has dated in this film. Yeah. This looks like it could have been made yesterday. To be honest, even the invisible stuff, the first time you see it, you're like, oof, you know, because of like, obviously when in Prey, it's brilliant. But once you get used to it, once you get your eye in yeah. with it, it, you, it doesn't jar. I don't think, and I, yeah, I don't think that, I haven't got a problem with that. I don't think anything is dated in this film. Nope. No. Apart it, from some other words. The, oh yeah, the promise of gore though it's like oh we're going to yeah. see gore and it's mm. it's going to deliver more of it as well so we get some more mystery what were they shooting at Hopper and his men there's no tracks yeah all directions no tracks it doesn't make sense <laughs> it doesn't make sense and then we see our first POV shot from inside the Predator's mask the mm. infrared oh, it made me giddy when I first saw it I was like oh my god it, it does a brilliant job of building that sense of dread yeah and then all bets are off when that happens mm. Yes. WTF. Mm-hmm. And we get this brilliant action scene, which, like you say, it just hasn't dated because practical effects, they don't date. Everything, everything explodes. <laughs> Stuff that shouldn't explode. That's true. Explodes. Where's what? the hostage? Exploded. What? I Does mean, it matter? This was a thing that Arnie did in this period, though, was if he was in a film, he had to pick up a vehicle. Summer, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but also, what, the only thing that has dated is the A-team style people flying through the air. And also, it's not. I've not got a problem with it, but like they've not, they've got rid of that now in action films. That's so so there's, true. There's, yeah. a tra- there's a trampoline <laughs> behind so them, and also it. It, it's it's just it's 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 proper like route one stuff. They just walk around. Yeah. It, they don't use cover. They don't need no. cover. If they anyone just walk turns around. around at any point, that's your ruse is up. The cover is blown. Oh look, they've come for us! But no uh, one does turn around, so that's fine. But Arnie uses his brains and his brawn. Does he picking up that truck? And, <laughs> and what's really good here is Blaine sees him do it and goes. What the fuck? <laughs> and that basically says, even within this team of the manliest men in the world, yeah. Arnie is still king mm. man. This is a bit much, yeah. Uh, uh, Arnie probably asked for that line <laughs> to be put in, just to make the point. No yeah. one can believe what I'm doing. <laughs> Literal Mr. Universe here. Um, and he also gets to use his one-liners. Mm, oh. Yeah. Pick yeah. around. Good. <laughs> Which is good. Knock, knock. <laughs> Not so good. <laughs> uh, we get to see what I think was probably my... My favourite thing in this movie as a kid, the first time I saw it, we get to see Old Painless, the mm. minigun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good. So what is that gun? Is that a gun you'd have mounted on the side of a helicopter? Sorry. Chopper. Chopper. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't understand why it's called Old Painless. Is it because it kills you so quick you don't have time to feel pain? Gosh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, bottom line, uh, this rescue team uh, that are not assassins do a very good job of assassinating. There is one weird moment in this scene, though. So, as I said, everything has exploded. Yeah. They've made something of a racket as they've wandered around this camp. And then later on, Arnie kicks a door in and a guy, one of the evil gorillas, is just reading a map. It's like, <laughs> so funny. As, though, as though this is just a regular date. It's oh. the element of surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good point. Oh, making a hell of a noise on the camp today. But that, I won't check. I'll carry on yeah. studying this map. They should have called the movie Stealth. <laughs> so... I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, but you're still bleeding, mate. <laughs> like, you can say that, but the blood's still coming out of you. I liked it, though. <laughs> uh, Dutch and Dylan have an argument. My men are not expendable, and I don't do this kind of work. You've just done it. That is factually incorrect. Yeah. You have just done exactly the kind of work that you're saying you didn't do. Yeah, he, t- he turns into... But he, we realise now that Dylan is Burke. Basically, yeah. yeah but the thing is, if you're an asset like this, I bet you've been lied to before. I bet you a thousand pounds. You know, you didn't go to Libya because you don't do that kind of work. So you you sniff the lie. But on my life, this has happened to you before, <laughs> and he can't quite believe that he's been set up in this manner. And also, I, do you get? Is that how the army works? Do you get to pick when your general goes? I've got a mission for you. Go, mm, what Libya? No, thank you. I've heard it's quite dangerous. Don't fancy it. Yeah. Fancy it. What, what does this involve? It involves rescue. We do that. Yeah. You may have to kill people. I, I carry the gun for fun. I don't use it. But maybe it hasn't happened to Dutch before because I wouldn't cross Dutch. No. Yeah, there's okay. a reason. There's a reason he's still alive. It, oh, it, it does work because he's like Dylan's his man, and he's like, well, yeah, he's "What does become of you?" Kind yeah, of thing. He's um, his buddy, and it turns out he's he's Burke from Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the only way out. It's too hot for an extraction. Too hot. You've forgotten to mention that we meet Anna at this point, and I like the fact that everyone. Oh got- shit! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know why. He sort of, is it because he was about to kill her? And then he's like, I don't couldn't do, do that. Don't do this kind Everyone of work. Everyone on this compound, like you say, you've got old painless. That's a that's the biggest gun you've ever seen. Anna's here. She's got a tiny gun because she's a tiny lady. Like, have you seen the size of it? She's like pointing her little fingers at him. And also, I know that I understand movie logic. He senses that there's a gun. Oh, and he does at his back. Normally, turn around. That person is dead. But he has time to look and then be like, I can't kill you because yep. you're a tiny lady. Yep. But that's not quite fair, is it? No. So, anyway, that's that, get that out of the way. Yeah. So the only way out of the valley, though, yep. is through anyway, it's through this valley. And uh, Billy, Billy looks at the valley and mm. he goes, mm. I wouldn't wish that on a broke dick dog. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for that, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you suggest we do about it? You're the tracker, so what's your plan? <laughs> I don't do that kind of work. Yeah, we're all going to die. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, broke, broke, broke dick dog. Yeah. It's such a great turn of phrase. I wouldn't wish that on a broke dick dog. I mean, it's just a beautiful turn of phrase. If that's your thing. That's I'm, fine. I'm going to be using that a lot more. I'm just sort of prepping you. Right. It feels like, <laughs> feels like the kind of thing that you might go, mm. Oh, no, I don't mind it. Oh, great. Fun. Fantastic. Fantastic. You're a broke dick dog. <laughs> it, doesn't, it weirdly doesn't bother me. <laughs> uh, Hawkins finally makes Billy laugh uh, in a joke that 
I think it took me about three times, four times watching this to actually get. I certainly Did you? <laughs> when you're a kid. When you're a kid, yeah. not now. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course. No. Of course. Of no. course. Yeah. No. Would, that would have gone over my head. Yeah. Um, but it, I, that would have gone over my head. I just said twice. <laughs> uh, but uh, is the point with Hawkins that they're making him purposely dislikable? So that they, you don't feel that bad when he's the first to be bumped off. I don't think he's dislikable because he's very sexist. He's very sexist, but it's this, you know, ragtag bunch of mean sons of bitches. So whatever. But then when Anna runs off, he goes after her and he gets himself killed because then the predator turns up. But they give him, you know, not a save the cat moment. But he is he's asking her just just to stop because he doesn't want to kill her. And if she keeps running off, he's going to have to kill mm. her. So then he's like a nice guy kind of thing because he said, "Can you just stop doing this, please?" So yeah. I, I did feel a bit bad. He when he feels got like he feels like one of those people. He, he he's just trying to be liked. I think all the all the sexist yes. jokes is because it feels like he, he wants he, to get he, in on the yeah. band. He's a bit yeah. in, he's a bit insecure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he thinks that's the way Billy's going to like him if he keeps telling him these jokes. And he's right because yeah. he does make him laugh. And uh, we also hear the predator recording Max saying, "Over here, <laughs> anytime, <laughs> over here." And now the hunt is on. Time to start killing off some men. Like you say, Hawkins goes first. Love that shot of the jungle coming to life. Scared the shit out of me the first time I mm-hmm. saw that. Uh, Poncho finds Hawkins' intestines and Dutch says, did you find Hawkins? <laughs> and Poncho goes, I can't tell. Which is brilliant. Useless. <laughs> useless information. His rucksack and his rifle are there. Also, yeah, chances it's are it's Hawkins. <laughs> and, so, and his radio and his weapon. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not him, who else is it? Yep. Yeah, well, Hawkins famously had a nondescript intestines, so I just, I, I can't say. I don't want to say. Uh, I find that his shot, uh, the shot of his naked body upside down. Oh, my God, yeah. Really terrifying. disturbing. Yeah. Also, because it's a bit like, you know, we always talk about this, it's a bit like Jack Palance in Batman. It's a really I mean, you, embarrassing you, you, you way to You always talk yeah. about this. It's nothing like that. It is. It's well. embarrassing to die naked. No, it's not. Uh, it totally is. No, no, the Jack Palance thing's upset you because it's near naked because he's got socks on. Or leather slippers or something horrendous. And a dressing gown. A short silk dress. <laughs> no, wait, let me run it. Is it embarrassing to die naked? Well, yeah. they, no, but he didn't die naked. He was obliterated and then stripped. If you find my body yeah. and I'm naked, put some pants on me before you report it. Can I not put just a blanket over you? No, because <laughs> then they'll take it off to check and I'll be naked up, underneath. I'll have to lift up your bottom. Yeah, and pull put... my dead cold foot <laughs> through the hole of a boxer short. So, um, <laughs> does it have I'm to be saying... a pair of your boxer shorts or does she have to go to a shop? <laughs> Just have to go to your house or a shop. Don't put my, don't put your underwear on me. That's even more embarrassing. If, if the option is naked or your underwear, mm. naked. But it would cause some intrigue. <laughs> not, not with Alex. <laughs> That's true. I'm not around to appreciate it, so I don't care. Right. Uh, so one down. Now it's Blaine's turn to go. Shot with a laser. Uh, Mac heartbroken picks up old painless and decimates yeah, the jungle that's, there's no more jungle it's cool as fuck <laughs> is that a joke like is that a metaphor for american foreign policy that scene where they they obliterate the jungle for a full minute mm. and they do they have it has no effect and then someone even says no blood no bodies we hit nothing yeah i felt like that might have been a little political moment yeah, could be, could be. I mean, let's let's say yes because it, mm. it, it makes this film even better. <laughs> uh, Dutch says to Mac about Blaine, he was a good soldier. Mm-hmm. And Mac, and this is this is what you were talking about, which mm. is why it is one hundred percent the film going. They were fucking. Mm-hmm. It's he goes, he goes. He was my, uh, and he pauses like he almost doesn't want to say it. Yeah, and all he's saying is he was my. Uh, friend and then arnie goes what <laughs> like his look arnie's look is like holy shit i had no idea mate i absolutely love this revelation alex i'm so impressed <laughs> it's so i true. just i've walked into basically that scene and he says he was my friend i was like oh good there we go like yeah. confirmation it's uh, to arnie's reaction though he literally does a, a double take he's like oh okay oh, okay yeah, yeah. so if, if alex had his chest exploded by an alien and yeah. i said he was my friend you'd think we were Shaggy. If we were part of a codified military unit where by language had to sometimes we kind of wear a sort of a, a different cloak in order to express That's what, what a it podcast meant. is. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Then then a thousand percent. Yeah, friend means its context is everything, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Is this you too? Now that looked better. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. Is it because you're dehydrated? <laughs> <laughs> that's a real thing. Like you like you do a oh yeah, I didn't know. I, Hugh Jackman told me about this. Yeah. Oh, Hugh Jackman told me about this. <laughs> My friend Hugh Jackman. <laughs> friend, it was like I, I, I did a water fast for um, for Wolverine mm. and um, no Logan, and that's how he looks so fucking ripped. Yeah. That is really how, dangerous. That is how Hugh 
Jackman becomes huge Jackman. That's correct. He's back. <laughs> He's back. Uh, so uh, we see the predator fixing its wound. So how mm. do you feel? There were a couple of sniffy reviews at the time when this first came out about the fact that we get to see the Predator before the big reveal. We get little yeah. glimpses of mm-hmm. it uncloaked. It's... And some people felt that that spoiled the big no, reveal. I think, I think the drip feed is perfect. Yeah. And, and it's quite a long film. And bear in mind, it's fine. It's not like a grotesquely long for an action movie. It's it's flirting a little bit with it because you're near like one minute, one hour 50, which is ridiculous. But because it's all very much in the same location, you can get a bit fatigued. Mm. So when we get the claw, of the predator through its own thing, oh, yeah. you're like just it's just in time because you're like oh fucking hell like we need to see something, mm. and then you get you know the partial reveal and it doesn't you don't get the full thing until much later on. But yeah. I think they've been really clever in the amount that they've parcelled out yeah. to you. I you, think you it's get, perfectly done. You get multiple reveals, yeah. And, yeah, and and yeah, you're exactly right. It's sort of every 10, 15 minutes. It's ab- I think it's absolutely perfect the way Me they've too. done it. And that he's got a little surgery pack with him. Yeah. Who is who is this guy? That's what what I mean. is this guy? And I do think, but this is just because. It hasn't. I don't think this has aged particularly well. When the predator's got the thing on his or her arm, and he's going boop, 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 that that did make me laugh a little bit because of the little nails like clicking on the thing. It just I found it comedic. Yeah. But I don't know why that is. There were a couple of moments in the final fight with Arnie where, he, because as, as I said at the start, like Kevin Peter Hall, he just it was it was hard to move around, and you do see it sort of going yeah. lumbering. <laughs> yeah. So Poncho's freaking out now, and Billy, like you said, does fuck all to help. He says, there's something out there waiting for us, and it's no man. Leave it there, probably. Or don't say it. Yep. There obviously is something yep. out there. But his motivational chat isn't over. We're all going to die. Thanks for that. Excellent. Uh, Matt kills a pig. Great. Uh, <laughs> I've written down, Matt kills pig. <laughs> nothing else to say there about isn't. that. There isn't. Uh, Dutch realises uh, the creature is killing us one by one like a hunter. So they fortify their camp and build what I thought initially was a tree catapult, which upsets me that it's not. Uh, Anna. They take their shirts off first. They do, they do. That's, yeah, they if you're going to build something, you do need to not wear a go. shirt. Here we go. What, you know, are you not? <laughs> it, it's too much man for you. <laughs> but also, you know, you, you, the line, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Mm? That's such a good line. Yep. yep. Yeah, you, it's so good, you You'd probably want to use it twice. I think you should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Anna adds a bit of backstory about Ooh. how this hunting always happens on the hottest years. And this year has been a scorcher. And she says her people have a name for it. The demon who makes trophies of men snappy. <laughs> <laughs> the demon who makes trophies of no, men. No, because I, I would have... I think it's she's doing a good job of like... It doesn't quite translate mm. as snappily in English, but in my language, there's it's one like word. it's one yeah, word. There's one word, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Babadook, <laughs> Babadook, Babadook, Duke. They catch the predator in a net. It escapes. Poncho gets a log in the chest. Matt goes after it because Blaine. Uh, I never noticed that until this watch that he's mumbling the words to Little Richard from earlier as he chases it. Uh, so Dylan then goes after Matt because it's just he's just decided he's going to do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, well, walk me through this because I get it for the film because they, that moment earlier where Max says to Dylan turn around and he does and then he's like why have I done that and then he spikes the scorpion from his shoulder it's fucking brilliant yep. but then so I get there too thing but then it feels like Dylan has just done like a 360 and I, I, I kind of missed it a 180 he has he's done a 180 yeah, yeah. a 360 he'd be, he'd be like, he'd be like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, off, I'm off to the chopper I do yeah. do that quite a lot <laughs> I, don't, I don't know angles I have no arc <laughs> <laughs> I will not change <laughs> I love that <laughs> um, so here's a thing like I said earlier you hear the predator record Matt going over here. Mm-hmm. So I always thought this bit when you hear over here was the predator trying to lure Dylan to his death. Sure, but it's not because the predator's miles away in a tree, and it's actually Mac saying over here in exactly yeah. the same cadence as he <laughs> yeah. said it previously. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, Dylan's very optimistic. Just hold on to that chopper. You're not coming back, Dylan. <laughs> uh, anyway, Mac dies. Dylan yeah. dies. That arm off is... Uh, that's one of the moments I remember, like... I know, you've talked about it before. I just love that arm it's, off. For me, it's the, the bolts, you know, because of the light. Mm. Because that really, really upsets me. It really upsets me. It upsets me here and in prayer. And then I was like, why does it bother me so much? And it bothers me because, obviously, there's nothing you can do. Like, once those lights are on, that's it for you. But it's because of my trauma from Terminator 1. Because that scene where Linda Hamilton's flatmate is it, and she turns around and he uh. just puts the fuck 
can't, I can't bear it. And she jumps or she gets flung across the room and she's got like her nighty on, which is the thing about... Yeah. yeah. It's not the embarrassment, is it? It's the vulnerability. It's not embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. I'm telling you, it is. Honestly, just lean into it. It's not shameful. You just feel vulnerable because you haven't got all your bits on. Flipping about. <laughs> Don't want that. But that scene in Terminator 1, I can't think about it without actually getting quite upset because it scares me so much and it's a callback to that mm. for me. Billy is... <laughs> Gonna make a last stand. Do what? Like, we'll come to it. It's be, be brave, Vicky. You should try it sometime. <laughs> he t- takes off his shirt, chucks his gun in the river. He pulls out a knife, cuts himself up. Yeah, but we see him die off screen. We just hear yeah. him die. Yeah, it's disappointing because he's ready to go. I love the build up, and then just to hear that scream. Oh, <laughs> yeah. have you heard the the theory about the connection between Billy and Prey? Are you going to do it on Thursday? I'll do it now. No, so, go for it. Um, Dakota Beavers, who plays Tarbe, Naru's brother, yes. the skilled hunter mm-hmm. in Prey. Um, so, the actor, it's, it's sort of, I don't know if this is true because it's, it's, this is the only place that it's come from. So, Bennett Taylor, who plays the Italian trapper translator, who yes. she yeah. helps. Ricardo, with. is he called? I think. Yeah, he's called. I don't know. And uh, it's his gun that she gets. No, he says, um, Billy in this, is the reincarnation of Tarbe, mm-hmm. the hunter from Prey. Got it. And so this it reframes his last stand as being Billy having memories of a past life, uh-huh. and he's the reincarnation of Tarbe. Cool. Yeah. So that's a link between yeah. the two. Yeah, well, it's definitely a callback <laughs> because he, his chest gets cut. Yes. Mm. So uh, Pan- we'll talk about that on Thursday <laughs> yeah, be yeah. when, when we do that film. That's a good Wicked, yeah. So, yeah, I'll leave it. Was it was in my notes. I'll leave it to you. Uh, Pan- Poncho gets a laser bolt to the head. Anna's about to pick up the gun, but Arnie's like, no. And then the iconic line, get to the chopper. I know. Right. Just not to be this person, but also to do this. She's about to pick up the gun. He's like, don't do that because he didn't kill you because you weren't armed. Yeah. So everybody now, drop your weapons and run to the chopper. Would that not work? Arnie's arms are lethal weapons. <laughs> that, so true. So if, if, He's if, a bit like, I don't want you to get killed. I'm still going to keep this gun, though, because I might be able to like have a fight with it, yeah. but you will not. They, they fill in a lot of blanks, don't they, by realising that information. I think in all the, in both Predator films we're doing this week, they figure stuff out that I don't think is, is that obvious. Yeah. Yes. You know, you're, you're, you're no, he's not killed you yet because you're not armed. Yeah. That's, you have to do, jump through a lot of hoops to make That's that, true. I think. Yeah, it's something to tell us as the audience. They're doing it for the audience's benefit, basically. Yeah, but he's also, I think, he's he's looking for the alpha person to fight mm. and I think he's already identified Arnie so even if Arnie dropped his weapon I think he would still go after him wouldn't he I yeah. agree 100% yeah and also who cares at the moment we've just got to get rid of Anna so it's Arnie versus Alien That's that is true. all we want to see right now it's like how how quickly can she go away because <laughs> I want to see Arnie fight the Predator uh-huh. but it's not my change but also she should have had some skill she should she should have been some kind of fighter they should have given her something to do she has a skill the demon not. who makes trophies of men yeah. <laughs> snappy snappy little that's things. the only reason she's there, is to, and that's a really cool moment, but just, she should have something else before she's packed off. Mm. Arnie uh, accidentally coats himself in cooling mud mm. as he drags himself up the riverbank. I, I do like this. I do. I, I remember seeing this the first time and thinking, how cool is that? Well, it, it's yeah. all, and it's almost wordless from here on in. It yeah, looks which, cool. It yeah. sounds Once cool. Once he stops talking, well, he talks, then he, he, talk, he talks to himself. Yeah, that's fine. Both. This happens in both movies, actually. They go... Yeah. They go he can't see. Me. I know. It's yeah, a sh- yeah. I think it's, it's a massive shame that I, they I agree. it in prey. Yeah. I agree, but they just, you know, they're just frightened of of, of putting it out there and and not spoon feeding the audience. Mm. Exactly, it, it's a lack of respect for your audience. I think. What second time round? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Time to make a trap for the predator. Arnie finds so many teeth just scattered around the jungle mm. floor. Like some there's some toothless animal walking around. <laughs> Arnie has all its teeth. Makes this trap. Um, At this stage, as the audience, I don't think we care about logic because we have established the Predator hunts using heat. Mm -hmm. Arnie starts a fire. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, but I thought he was calling it I to him. I don't think he is at I that I thought moment. he was saying, I'm ready. Uh, yeah, I think, because that's also when he emits his primal scream. Yeah, he's like, uh, well, now I'm ready. Yeah. Now we can do this. I think it's very generous of the Predator to spend so long polishing its trophies so Arnie can you. set up his and, traps. But equally, when, the, when they were all together, they have like a prepping montage. And it's like, it's lucky that you did have, I don't know, two or three hours uninterrupted. <laughs> the Predator needs time to not only spray his skulls, but stroke the collection. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. He is. He's busy stroking his... Although I liked it because... 
does. It's silly that Arnie gets enough time to do what he needs to do. But he's got his ritual and the Predator's got his ritual. And so they're equal in that respect. Sure. I mean, Arnie's ritual is to build a homemade bow and arrow and fire an arrow through a fucking tree trunk. <laughs> that's how hard Arnie is. I don't actually think that's possible. I don't think it's possible. But Arnie it can break. do it. Straight th- a tree trunk. It's a thick tree trunk as well. Arrow straight through it. He's made some leaf bombs. Uh, he's basically MacGyvering <laughs> the shit out of the jungle. Um, so, it's fight time. Mm, and I've written down, I wish I could have seen this in the cinema at the time. Yeah. When the sparks start flying, I was like, oh, I bet this looks good on a big screen. Yeah. Um, they have a fight. And then the Predator, like you said, he wants he wants to go mano a alien on Marnie. Yeah. So, I get it. But if you're a hunter... You have now, you know that he's the, the the big dog and you've trapped him. So then he sort of strokes his face. He's like, no, do you know what? Actually, we'll fight it out with our arms and hands. That's what, what I imagine hunters do. When, when yeah. they find a lion, they yeah. put down their rifle yeah, and, and go, go, I'm just going to go toe-to-toe with this thing. lion. I, I get it for the film, but we've established that this thing is a hunter and it has won in this moment. So that's the end of Arnie, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, everything's forgiven because when it takes that mask off and you finally see <laughs> yeah. the face under that, <laughs> yeah, oh my yeah. God, yeah. it's great. Well done, Stan Winston. And, and that your one ugly motherfucker line, that isn't in the script really yeah that's not in the original script so that's a, a nice addition because mm. yeah, it's, it's it's very memorable yeah Shane Black's work uh, just after they fired him <laughs> they killed him off he was like well I do have one <laughs> so uh, I love I just I don't know why this bit uh, anyway Arnie just tries to lure it into his trap come on kill me <laughs> come on do it I'm here come on come and get me what are you waiting for <laughs> so cool Keep going, oh. keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I ever fully understood this trap. I always, I didn't realise it, like... The it's predator, a fake trap, isn't it? Well, no, the, I think the Predator doesn't do what Arnie needs it to do, yeah, but then so Arnie improvises and realises yeah. he can kill it with the weight. Yes. And oh. so that weight was never meant to crush the Predator. It's no, just a, it was meant to set the trap. Yeah, okay, good. Good, good, good. And uh, then the icing on the cake, it's got its own self-destruct mechanism. Mm. <laughs> the, the, the what the hell are you uh, repetition... Mm. Is that the predator mimicking him? Oh. Or is it the predator saying the same thing, understanding and saying, the, saying what the hell are you? Yeah, because you've beaten me. Is it at no, that point? Or I don't know. Just, well, I, which is it? I Pick one. <laughs> Come on. This is Come the, on, this do it. This pick one. It's Come the, on, pick one. It's the first one. Okay, so it's one. just mimicking. So it's yeah. it's part of its because the, armory well, is that it can mimic. This is going early on my change, but then it starts to laugh its little head off. Yeah. So if it's laughing, it's like, this is funny to me. Mm. So what if it was like, who the hell are you? That's not humour, is it? Like if you were the alien and you're like, who are you, Arnold? Uh, when you say, what the hell are you? Is it, is it, yeah. Is it not quite, you know, what the hell are you? Because you, if I saw Arnie face-to-face, really close. I think I'd say, what the hell are you? Sure. I think... I like the idea of the Predator having a very childish sense of humour and just mimicking. Like, you know, when, <laughs> you know when, yeah, when you're at school... And just what like, are you, though? What are you, though? Yeah. yeah. Your mum. Yeah. Your mum. Yeah. Your mum. Your mum is. Uh, right, we get the bas- massive explosion that Arnie survives, and then he's in the chopper, yeah. and he's, he's flying away with Anna. And the music, Never to return like, to the I franchise. When Blaine, when Mac gives Blaine his funeral, you hear the the brass, the horns of like a state funeral. Mm-hmm. That's to say that this man was a hero and he died a hero. And then Arnie gets the same music, even though he's not dead and he's flown away in the chopper. And I think we're supposed to go, has he just saved the USA? I think he has, <laughs> even though that's the not, world. He the saved world. the planet. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no moment where they're like, if this thing gets out of, the, oh no, maybe there is. Am I wrong? Is there a moment where someone says, if this thing gets out no. of the jungle, we're all fucked? No, no, no. All right. It was never going anywhere. It was just, <laughs> if it had killed Arnie, it would have left. Yeah. We'd have been fine. Because it's, like, it's not hot next summer. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I really don't like the demon who kills trof- makes <laughs> yeah. trophies of men. Please try harder. Uh, but I do love that credit sequence where it's like they're all alive again. I know, you love that. I love that. <laughs> I mean, but it makes you feel like you've just watched a spoof. Yeah. And obviously, it it walks a fine line, but or an episode of Dallas. It's yeah. like I don't know. I don't know if I like it. I like the fact it brings them all back to life, but I wish it was maybe a clip from the film rather than them sort of grinning Turning at the end of the camera, a, yeah, catching a gun and then going, yeah. Fans, oh, you're filming. <laughs> Didn't know. <laughs> Look at my arms. But it, it at this point, I don't care. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. All right, that's uh, me done. Any more for any more? Yes, great. I have three things. So. uh I think if you watched this film at the time, you wouldn't have thought, 
um, oh, this cast features two future state governors. <laughs> But Jesse Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger became state governors. And nearly three, uh, the actor who plays Billy tried. Shady Landham, yeah. Um, but his policies were so filled with hate <laughs> that he was dropped off the ticket. And uh, like proper evil hatred. He really? was a nasty human being. He's dead now. <laughs> good riddance. Jeez. Um, but yeah, you would think you, maybe you'd watch a few good men and think, oh, maybe a couple of those could become governors one day. Yeah. But not this film. No. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, and they then, love a manly man. The, like, in the US. In the US. Yeah, yeah, they, and, and obviously, it's always fun looking through some of the smaller roles in the film. Um, a Russian soldier is played by our old friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say his name. Uh, Sven Ole Thorsen. Yeah. Arnie's he, best mate. He's oh in God, every film. Yeah, all sorry, these movies. you tell me that all the time. All <laughs> and it literally just goes in and then out. I know, but it's a lovely fact, especially know, when you, you see this big, bald Swedish man. You've got to keep telling me because one day I'll remember it. <laughs> they love each other. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's literal. Um, and also, you didn't mention who is the voice of the Predator? Frank Wilco! <laughs> no, I don't know. Peter Cullen. Oh. Yeah. Why do I know that name? Uh, Optimus Prime. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Shame it wasn't Frank Welker there. Yeah. yeah. No, my, Why did he not get that gig? He can't have everything. I, know, yeah. I suppose he was busy doing everything else. Yeah, I think he, he combined, a, a, he used a bit of King Kong from 1931 and he, there was a crab he'd seen on the beach that was making bubbling sounds. Right. And that's, that's how he got the Predator voice. Cool. There's an amazing video where he, he shows you how he pulled it all together. Jeez. The sound design, when you see through the mask and all the clicks and everything. Yeah. Great, great. All right, then. Let's do the bits. Best scene, Vicky. Uh, the final fight. So, be, Only because it's got great foreshadowing. Because at one point, Dylan is like, a fucking lizard is doing this because someone's <laughs> like, she, Anna's like, it's like a chameleon or whatever. Mm. And then Dutch turns into a chameleon because he's all camouflaged <gasps> and he's underneath the log, isn't he? And he's holding on like a fucking lizard. So I thought that was brilliant. You, so you think he's holding on to to be like a lizard? I think he's holding on so he can flex as yeah. hard as he can. Because well, you yeah. can put your hands by your side, but he's just. <laughs> oh yeah, the bit where he drags himself up the bank and yeah, the yeah, he's like, how wide can I get my arms? <laughs> yeah, that's how you hide. Best scene, Chris. Uh, I, I, I've written down. I'm going to change my answer. I'd written oh. down. I, I like the the, the 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 prepping for war scene. I like at the end, but um, I think. Seeing a man's arm still firing a gun after it's been cut off <laughs> and then him still firing with the other hand, <laughs> just, it's just, it, I think it sums up uh, how ridiculous this film is, but also how awesome. I mean, I'd take either of those, but I'm going to go with the final fight, if only for the, come on, do it, kill me, what are you waiting for? Most valuable, what? Ever could be anything at all, Chris. Mm. Yeah, because I did start with my initial note was Illuminous Green Blood. Um, I think green was a good choice. But um, and then I had Arnie. Arnie was my next one because I always talk about the fact that he's the special effect mm. in his movies. I said that in Commando, didn't I? And that's why he's irreplaceable. But I'm changing it because actually the special effect in this movie is what Stan Winston created. So Stan Winston is my man. He also came at the last minute and did this. He had six weeks to pull that together. So he's the hero of this movie. Yeah. And especially when you go online, which I know you will do, and look at what was there before Stan Winston came on board. He's my MVW as well. Stan Winston, with a little help from James Cameron, for coming up with one of cinema's most iconic-looking aliens, mm -hmm. V. So, whenever we do an Arnold film, yeah. I, do, I genu generally am not looking forward to it because I find, like, jovial Arnie, really, I just, I don't, I get it, but it's not for me, right? So when he turns up and he's like, look at my muscles, I'm smoking this, so I'm just like, Pfft. when he turns into a killing machine robot, there's no one better, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, but he, I have to go on that journey with him in every single film we watch because for some reason, especially Commander, he's like, journey, not interested, <laughs> I'm not interested. You are not a great actor, okay? Mm. But when you don't speak and you're just like a machine and you're using your body for incredible things, it is it is amazing and you do deserve all these millions, maybe not quite, but do you know what I mean? I understand why you're massive, uh, a big star, I mean. Yeah, he's massive because he works out. Yeah, he works out all the time. <laughs> yeah. So He flew an entire know. gym down to Mexico for this movie. <laughs> Genuinely, like they, they filled the ballroom of the hotel with gym equipment so he could work out every morning. And it's that trade-off, isn't it? Like in the first segment, I want a really decent actor, but in the last segment there isn't anyone else who can do that so I, by the time we get to the end and he's covered in mud I'm like you're incredible this film doesn't work without specifically you even if you had someone like Jean-Claude Van Damme so it is Arnold I love 
Predator 2, and I think Danny Glover does a great job in it, yeah. but that final fight, it's just sort of like, mm. once you've sort of, it's like Arnie only just managed to defeat a Predator yeah. in this movie, and Danny Glover, yeah. like, he's, he's, he's good, but it's just like, this is we, weird. We, we talked yeah. about, like, Tango and Cash, it's Jack Palance at the end. Mm. Even even um, John Wick, it's that old fella at the end. Like, you, you, need, it to be a, you need it to be a fair fight, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> right, then finally, if you would want to change anything about this movie. I mean, I don't, I can't think of anything. I have one. What would it be, Vic? So, Chris has already said it, but you, Anna needs to be on the team. Don't find her in the compound. She's just part of the team. It can be done. It was done in Aliens. It's not like, well, it was 1987, so it never happens. Like, just actually, just do it. It's not hard. Tell you what you should do. Write a man, last minute, cast a woman. Job mm. done. Not a problem. It's fine. She'll be happy to play it. It would mean she Poncho will. would have a trait if he Brilliant. became a yeah. woman. Yeah. I've got a vagina. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, that's your thing. Hawkins, no, not those jokes. <laughs> ruin it. It would fucking ruin it. Hawkins have, wouldn't be telling have, his joke. Have her tell those jokes. <laughs> what a switcheroo. <laughs> That's nice. Wow. That's nice. Wow. Great. Brilliant. Of course, everyone would love that. Yep. They would. So there's that. But my also... pussy's as big as a house. Ha, ha, ha. And I can joke about it. Yeah. It's actually fine. I, I mean, my I, pussy. I already <laughs> like this woman. <laughs> uh, it's the laugh, the predator laugh at the end. Ah. I don't like it. I want this beast to be unknowable untamable, all the rest of it. And when it laughs, it's like, oh, you've got a personality. If you've got a personality, you might be able to be reasoned with. Mm-hmm. So get rid of the laugh. It has to remain a mystery as to what the fuck it wants. Why is it here? It's here for sport, all the rest of it. When it starts to laugh, it's like it's got a funny anecdote to tell someone. I don't know. I don't like it. So sure. no laugh. Sure. I mean, would you like the laugh if it did then tell an anecdote? <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, listen to this. Uh, I was on this other world hunting this alien and uh, yeah, you'll never guess what happened. Try the veal. I'll be here all week. Yeah, no. But uh, anyway, nice try. Yeah. Uh, I'll go now, Chris, because I've already done mine. I want to see Billy fight the Predator on screen. Mm. Um, it's Billy, uh, you know, bearing in mind I didn't know that he was a hate-filled man in real life. Um, mm, I really love so. Billy. He was like almost my favourite as a kid. I liked him. I like the bit where he cuts open the vine to drink yeah, like sap or whatever. Cool. And then gets it all down himself, which surely would attract wasps. So not a great tracker. <laughs> he's only just got off the chopper as well. Like, and you probably How thirsty brought, are you? brought some water with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot my water again. <laughs> So yeah, I, I like I like Billy as a character, and I think um, I would have liked to have seen him fight the Predator, Chris. It's exactly the same as my change for the thing. Um, don't open on the spaceship heading to Earth. Oh, let it be a mystery. Let us discover that he's an alien as the film goes on. This could be someone in the jungle, just a bloke fighting them. Um. Just just make the, have the slow reveal. There's no need for it. Open on the chopper. Yeah, it adds nothing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, it's good. Although it does every time I watch the opening now. It reminds me of Alien, which then makes sense that they exist in a shared universe at some point. That's not a good enough reason. No. <laughs> um, also, I think the film needs this line in it. Alex, would you do this line in Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, voice where I put the slash? Yeah. Can you just have a little pause? I think this might be some kind of predator. <laughs> You've got to say the name of the title in the film. And it's worse because he actually goes, it's, it's killing us one by one, like a hunter. It's like, no, like a predator. <laughs> that was the original title. Keep up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, and we are done for Predator. Great stuff. Are we doing a quiz? Well, no. I could Great. set a precedent. I've written, I've written a quiz. I could set a precedent, though, and stop quizzes for 2023. This is week one. Oof. Do you want quizzes or not? I don't know, Chris, because I like it. Right, if it's, I win, it's more yes. work for me. If I win, yes. If I don't, then no. That's... You've written this one. Let's see how it goes. Okay. Because we're having our Christmas dinner tonight. Obviously, we're uh, recording early. Yep. And if that's a sort of a, an angry affair because of this quiz, <laughs> then from here on in, we won't do that. It's quite a light one. This one, great. Um, Alien versus Predator comics spawned a whole subgenre. Of, of films. Mm. So, which of these comic book face-offs happened and which have I made up? They inv- all involve the Predator. Okay. So some of these actually existed in the comics and some of them, it's just me having a bit of fun. Sure. Do you understand? <laughs> so, uh, you can both answer each Psych one. Out. Uh, true or false? Okay. You can both say each time. Right. Um, first one, Predator versus Transformers. False. True. True. Bloody hell! I know. All vets are off. Uh, one to three. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, Predator versus Judge Dredd. True. True. Correct. Yes. That exists. 
Uh, predator versus. Are you just going to copy my answers from here on in? Because that this quiz is flawed now. Because you've oh got, yeah, you've got God, you're what, so clever. Why would you Honestly. tell it? Why would you tell her that? Sometimes, <laughs> sorry, this sounds really. Sometimes you really surprise me because that is really clever. Um, I would never have thought. I'd be. I would never have thought of that. Vicky, you've got to go first this time. Yeah. Uh, predator versus Rambo. False. False. It is false, but it should be true, shouldn't it? It's for Arnie. He should yeah. fight Sly. Uh, Predator versus Ash from Evil Dead. You have to go first now. Alex, yeah. No. <laughs> so you're trying to work out an algorithm. No. You're so clever. No. <laughs> Vicky has to go first on all of them, otherwise she'll just copy my answers and win. All right, what was it? Alex, Predator versus Ash from Evil Dead. True. False. Uh, Vicky is correct. Oh, yeah, my That God. is false. I'm out. Uh, I'm out of this. Vicky, Predator versus The Thing. Mm, false. True. It's false. Well played, Vicky. Alex, Ali, uh, Predator. Sorry, Predator versus Tarzan. True. Uh, true. Correct. That is true. And finally, Vicky, Predator versus Superman. Mm, mm, false. Alex. It doesn't matter now. True. It is true. Yay! Did I make it back at the end? Yes. Vicky won 5-3. Five, three. <laughs> five, three. Uh, <laughs> I think you're right. We should scrap quizzes for 23. Uh, I'm not a fan. Fun fact, the uh, three of the four Predator movies um, up until uh, this new one have the same um, runtime. Really? Yeah. That is a fun fact. Yeah, in fact, they, they, no, it's not. I like that. In fact, they almost, uh, they almost all have the same runtime. It's just like, I think, 30 seconds off. That is a good fact. Yeah. Predator, Predator 2 and the Predator all have the same runtime and Predators is 30 seconds longer. Cool. Do you, wanna, oh. do you know what the do you know what the runtime is? 148. Oh, is it, are we still doing the quiz? I don't know. 152. No, that's really long, guys. It's 107. You're going over... <laughs> What? You went two I and meant, half hours. I went one hour fifty two minutes. No, that's you had one hundred and forty eight minutes. That's not that's what way I meant. too long. Oh my god, this is so boring. <laughs> that's way too long. That's I only just, three hours. I just watched it. I know it's not three hours. One hundred and forty eight minutes. Come on, one forty eight. One hour forty eight. <laughs> uh, right, we are done for Predator. Um, right, let's look ahead to our next fanuary. Our next Clash Podder mm. suggestion. Chris, you have a clue. No, I don't think I do. You, you had one, didn't you? <sighs> Uh, Vicky yes. doesn't even know what we, we pick because exactly. she's late. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, if uh, if music be the food of love, did we decide on that? Yeah, fine. And we and we and we're gonna shop till we drop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you get two for the price of yeah, one. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Okay, okay. Do you, you, are you flummoxed? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, cool. Okay, sh- shop till you drop. And music be the food of love. <laughs> we'll come up with another one. Yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, we that works in progress. Yeah, check out check on Twitter at ClashPod. Uh, right then, we will be back on Thursday discussing prey. Until then, have a lovely week. Clash of the Titles is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.